Yo, 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 and welcome back to the Banter Boys podcast. My name is Sanji, with me is Kyle and Ryan. How are you doing, boys? Doing pretty good. Yo, yo, I'm enjoying this break. It wasn't scheduled, but you know what? I'll take it. Did you actually do anything with the time off? Uh, no, just catch up on work, maybe. What time off? Like, fantasy or, like, Premier League being off on a weekend did not equate to time off. Well, not everyone is playing 10,000 leagues like you. True. I mean, yeah, the NFL started on the weekend, so I think the Premier League was uh, always going to play second fiddle on last game week, I guess. Do you have an NFL team, by the way, that you support? Mm, not really. I mean, I'd say my favorite team is probably the Seahawks. And then I'd say because of living in Toronto, people probably more likely support the Bills from here. Because it's in Buffalo. Ah, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. True. I thought you were going to say like uh, Toronto Argonauts or whatever. Oh, that's CFL. And <laughs> I mean, it's football, but... That's true. That, that... Is it? Is it? <laughs> no, it is. They just play with slightly different that, that... rules, but uh, it's still football. And a slightly different shaped ball, but yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, I don't know. It's been weird without football, man. Um, the Queen died. That was weird. Oh, man, yeah. Well, I don't know. Yeah. I mean, I, I'm, like, sad, but I, I don't want to say I'm happy, but we got a holiday. So, I mean, yeah, rest in <laughs> Queenie. You can tell he's not uh, from the UK, but... Oh, me? Yeah, I'm, I'm an international student. Oh, God. I, this is not good for my immigration, is it? Um, right, <laughs> let's, let's do social plugs before I make this worst. <laughs> I'm going to do that right here. Yeah, for sure. So you can message us on Twitter and Instagram. Our handles at Banta B on Discord in the Draft PL channel, Banta Boys hashtag six five eight five on Reddit. You backslash Banta underscore Boys. You can listen to us on Spotify, Apple Podcast, Google Podcast, SoundCloud, and YouTube, all under the name of Banta Boys. All right. Um. So, I mean, quick request while while I have you here after the whole socials. Um. If you can, like, if you're listening to us on Apple Podcasts, would you mind hitting us a five stars? You know, drop us a review. You know, um, wherever you are, drop us a follow. Uh, Kyle managed to dig up our stats and stuff, so you know, I'm quite happy with all the support we've been getting so far. Um. You know, just keep spreading the word. Um. Let's see how uh how far we can take this. Uh this train or oh, whatever this is i guess um so we didn't have any football uh last game week so it's, it's gonna train. be a short i think a train talk. implies we're oh. on track i don't think we're on track <laughs> <laughs> this is definitely not a train <laughs> so what, what what mode of transportation can i compare this to a plane that's like i don't know lost an engine a boat <laughs> Yeah, that's a fine. Boat. A boat can like yeah. still stay afloat. afloat. <laughs> yeah. Afloat. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, just afloat. No motor, no direction. We're just, you know, swimming. <laughs> just keep swimming. Um, yes. <laughs> Such a good movie. Such a good movie. Finding Nemo, man. Um 
Yeah, so we're just going to have like two halves. Uh, we'll just do Twitter questions, fan questions, uh, take our halftime pint, and then run through some FA slash waiver picks because we got a blank game week. Um, yeah, a lot has happened, man, since we last potted. I remember when we were doing the socials for everything, like we took a couple of days to release the pod, but in that time, uh, Tuchel got fired, Potter got hired. Um, I don't know. It, it felt a little bit of a, a weird moment, but as a Chelsea fan, you know, you should be used to it, if anything. Yeah, um, true. Change in management when things go wrong. I'm not sure what to expect, to be honest. Um, yeah. Chop and it's change weird. every week. Yeah, maybe, eh? Maybe. I mean, Postal's just as bad as Guardiola, so... What do you mean by who, just as bad? Um, I mean, rotation. Wasn't he really, really bad with rotation, like, last season? Not this season, maybe. But my question would be, and I, I didn't know that this wasn't necessarily a topic, but given that he's never managed across as many competitions as Chelsea would be in this year, is it going to be viewed as bad or good, right? Like, True. is it necessary uh, to rotate the squad and... Will it, will it actually be a benefit, given that he's used to doing that already, that now he kind of has to do it with Chelsea playing across like multiple competitions in this condensed uh, fixture schedule of a season? Man, I just see it as multiple opportunities for him to get it right. Because I have no idea what he's going to do. This guy has played a number 10 as a deep-lying midfielder, played Trossard as a wing-back. I have no idea what the hell is going to happen, honestly. How much of that was out of necessity as opposed to just being a mad scientist? Huh, well, yeah. You never no, know. I mean, you never know, honestly. He has Lamptey on the bench and after the hype, he hasn't even used him really. So I think some is like whatever he experimented with worked out. And less, like Trossard is like one of the highest scoring Fullbacks or wingbacks. Um, in recent times, like ever since he switched to that role, he can't just stop scoring. Yeah, yeah, it's it's wild, man. Um, well, has he done anything else mad at Brighton though? I don't think so. Sold that. Uh, I mean, Pascal Gross as well deployed as a wingback. Sold Dan right? Burn. Like who sells Dan Burn? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. The legend that um that he is, yeah. I mean, uh, if anything, I expect our defense to improve, right? Brighton were yeah, fairly tight at the back, right? Fair. You'd think we have a better defense than Brighton, man for man. I you mean, think. Yeah. you would hope then that the time off uh, and the yeah the moves happening now, like blessing in disguise, uh, glass yeah, half full. Yeah, you would think so. Again, an extra few days on the training ground and uh, being able to assess the quality of the actual players in front of him and not judging them as names on paper, right? So, I mean, it might work out from that perspective. I guess if you were to play like a parlor game and you were trying to predict the wildest move that he was going to make that you would be supportive of, what would you uh, predict it to be? Kepa over Mendy. Oh, I was thinking that. I was. I was. But I'm going to shout uh, Armando Broja to sure. get a starting role. 
Yeah. I mean, the kid has talent. He's strong. Um, He's good on the ball. He has a good shot on him. We've seen all his uh, traits come out during his time at Southampton. Why not give him, um, you know, a run out? Uh, and maybe Pulisic is reborn as an asset again. Who knows? Playing at wing back. <laughs> exactly. Yes, buddy. You read my mind. <laughs> I mean, he has Cucurella Anything there. Is possible. He has uh, Chilwell. He has Reese James. I mean, switch Reese inside or move Chilwell like further up the pitch and play Cucurella at uh, left center back. Play Pulisic at left wing back. There you go. Play there mountain. Go. Uh, is possible, man. Play mountain. The CDM rule that like McAllister took up. Like. Boom. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it's gonna be crazy. Um. Yeah, we'll we'll see how things unfold. I mean, now's an exciting time. Like, if if you have like free Chelsea assets, just just go grab if you can. Oh yeah, for sure. Because any it's like free for all right now. Like you you have nothing to lose at this point. Yep. Yep. Um. Okay, uh, I think now what we'll do is uh, let's jump into the questions. Um, so we've got a few from like our DMs and people just commenting on the post. As always, thank you so much for the support, as always. So I'll run through them and Kyle and Ryan, you take a crack at answering them. Um, so our first question is from Gil Jacobs at Gil Jacobs 10. So his question is, with postponements in Game Week 7 slash 8, followed by the international break, many teams won't play another Premier League game until October 1st. Who are the best injured players to stash that could be short that could be back shortly after the league restarts in October? Names that come to mind DCL, Harry Wilson, Rodrigo, Pinnock, Nyakate, and Konate. Thoughts, boys. Kyle, you want to go first? Yeah, I mean, I guess this question did definitely come up or come in before the announcement for the games that would be on. So we still have seven games going ahead this game week, game week eight. Uh, United and Leeds are not obviously playing Chelsea and Liverpool and the aforementioned or previously mentioned like Crystal Palace, Brighton. So we still have 14 teams going for game week eight. So we have one game week and then the international break. So we got this mini break um, to give some of these players already additional time. Honestly, looking at the lists and the players that were mentioned, I think they're all good shouts. Uh, DCL, who we've talked about before, definitely comes to mind. Um, Rodrigo uh, for United, Martial. um, I think those are the top ones that I would look at and two of the three of them are on my team selfishly so i'm happy that <laughs> i don't have to go an extra blank game week the the nullified game week seven gave me a great chance at hopefully getting these folks back and now the blank game week hopefully gives me double game weeks where they'll be healthy and back to fine form and scoring so glass half full those are the ones that i'm looking at more of the attackers than the Pinot, Kanate, Niakate. Um, I really want to see those high-profile attackers back and firing at full strength. Um, 
on the flip side, obviously, and I know Ryan probably has some of this, these bad beats to talk about. Um, some of the players that obviously got injured as well, or will get injured, that is also the black blessing in disguise. So maybe you want to target them because now with 14 teams playing, we're going to have these tactical setups of who will actually try to win their head to head in game week eight versus who's just going to punt and just wait or hope that maybe they're, they have one heavy hitter, score a lot of points, and then uh, the double game weeks hopefully fall in a way that are more beneficial for their head-to-heads, right? So I'm playing it from the perspective that I still want to win this week, but I'm sure there are other people that might not be. So maybe you want to just target other red flag players and give up a healthy body to somebody in your te- in your league who's trying to get a win, right? So I don't know if that tactic also makes kind of sense. And if I jumped ahead on one of the other listener questions a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. You, you probably did, but that's I okay. Know. That's all right. Um, I mean, who, who like out of these, um, surely like uh, you, you're gonna have affected players like Mope drops off as an asset. Um, I'm not sure um who drops off for Harry Wilson, like what Bobby DeCorvid Reed or but like whoever who the hell is even stashing this guy, right? Um. I would think like Pereira keeps his spot. We're still dealing right? with Fulham having all these new signed players as an example as well, right? So that's something that uh, is missing or not really missing, but adds a little bit of additional context. There's all these new signings that got done at a deadline that we haven't seen fully integrated into their like squads. So this is extremely hard to try to predict who you should be stashing outside of possibly possibly some of these premium like attacking options i mean there's other players like laporte and um who else like there was bruno gimmer Himmerish, um at newcastle and all these players that got red flagged or were missing for a couple of weeks that could work so you, themselves back so, so you don't want like a junior for a pool <laughs> no <laughs> No. <laughs> Callum Wilson, maybe. I, I don't know. I feel like I'm leaning towards attackers more than defenders. And I'm going with like some of the high-profile, high-upside players who have either started the season on form or we know their quality, right? Yeah, that's fair. I, I think Konate is not worth a stash, though. Like He's the only name on this list that I would never touch. He's not even yeah. in the first 11. And Gomez didn't do horribly, but I mean, Massive is back now, right? Yeah, Massive is fine. He scored today. And scoring. Yeah. Oh, I mean, timestamp. We're recording this uh, after midnight on Wednesday, BST, uh, Tuesday, EST. Um, yep. Afternoon, night, something like that. Night ish. Yeah. Um, I agree. Uh, I, I wouldn't be like looking at Kanati at all. That's pure streamer as soon as the lineups come out. Just try and grab it really, really quickly. Uh, there are. A- couple of names that as well i mean to add to kyle's like martial and stuff like that that aren't on this that maybe you could be kind of aiming for um i think you you boys kind of mentioned Callum wilson right um what about maddie cash would you try and be trying to like trade him in at all he was left out of the poland, poland squad, squad yeah i think for international break yeah so, I don't know. What about uh, Andrew Robertson? I know Simikas got the assist for that massive goal. Would you be trying to trade in Robertson? 
silence is a great answer. <laughs> yeah. I don't know if the manager would actually let him go, right? That's the more of the problem. I think it, I think this question, as I said, I think this is a good question, but I feel like it all depends on who the owners are and what their Basically, strategy yeah. is for game week eight, right? Like in our like yeah. league as an example, I know Ryan's opponent already stashed a full eleven. Like similar to me, I think I stashed a full ten. I had a whole bunch of players that were blank game week on game week eight. So it depends on if somebody really, really feels like they want to go for the win and you could try to be opportunistic in shaking out a deal or maybe people are just like, yeah, get us through international break, get us back to like a full fixture list and then let's see how we kick on from there, right? Yeah, fair. Yeah, I mean, that's my attitude. I'm going for my fifth loss in a row. So, you know, <laughs> I'm just going to be patient. Enjoy. Play the long game. Play the long game. So, yeah, exactly. Treat Game Week 8 like it's, you know, another break. <laughs> just just watch football and uh, come back into it. Yeah. With your illegal roster, I'm pretty sure you're going to get that, that fifth loss. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I should leave it illegal just to confirm the loss. It'll just make it easier on everyone. You might need the uh, points um, against, though. So don't do that don't- and get zero. Oh, don't don't forget though yeah, we do have a, a video from uh, Kyle to come. Eh? Hey, the next game week didn't officially start, so my video is uh, still pending. <laughs> I mean, that high quality production requires a lot of time, right? So technically, the next game we came and gone. Oh man, I do want to throw out one name though that um, Ryan sneakily stashed. Yeah, uh, Junior Stanislaus. What's Woo-hoo. up, bro? <laughs> Back in training. I, I read the info after you picked him up. Yeah, I saw that. I saw that. I feel like um, who the hell is in charge with of them right now? What's his name? Gary O'Neill. I don't even know his name. That guy. Oh, there you go. Yeah, <laughs> that that guy Niels. Um, yeah, is is Gary gonna start uh, Junior? I, I mean, feel like he might. You know, you just need like twenty minutes, and that's all he's good for in the season. But twenty minutes, and he's gonna do the world of wonder. <laughs> Oh, he's gonna smash it! I mean, he's an he has an amazing fixture to smash it in as well. He so. does, he really does. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, okay. I mean, I I hope we answer that question. I have no idea. We went on so many different tangents, but it kind of does lead us into that next question, which Kyle, I guess, somewhat answered. Um, which is from Robbie P at a team of Caras. Uh, which players would you drop from the six teams not playing in game week eight if you have a chance of a win? Uh, did you guys do any risky drops? Oh, I did a few. Oh, yeah. I I dropped everybody that I picked up for game week seven, essentially. <laughs> yeah. So, <laughs> I mean, Bro- Broha or uh, Mark Rocca, Chick Dukure at Crystal Palace, Veltman. Like, I just went through and got myself a starting 11 on paper. People that had games, well, starting 10 at this point. I still have one more move technically to make, but I just went ahead and Got rid of folks from Palace. Um, as I said, French player at Chelsea, Leeds, and Brighton. And I mean, Palace kind of makes sense, in my opinion. Their game was already going to be off, but well, they're in Brighton. Yeah. And after the break, they have Chelsea, Leeds, Leicester. So their fixtures aren't bad, but I just picked up Decore. And if you just picked up a, um, a player from Palace, then maybe you want to drop them. Brighton, they're obviously lost their manager and God knows what they actually look like coming back after the break. I think their fixtures are a little bit more tough. So they have Liverpool and Tottenham uh, 
when they come back. So that is a little bit more difficult. And then Leeds, I went ahead and dropped, as I said, player I picked up, but their fixtures are good after the break. So honestly, that's, that was my game plan. It was more of, okay, these players were already expendable, even though I do like them, but I just want to actually try to win game week eight, given that I'm still bottom of our table. Yeah, fair. I think um, for me, none of the goalkeepers from any of those teams are worth stashing. Even Allison, like I would drop all. Um, I have David here. I stupidly spent one fab on Mendy, only to realize he also <laughs> does not have a game. Immediately dropped him. Um, so and then I dropped Instead David of stashing him on the IR. <laughs> but um, yeah, exactly. I, well, he wasn't flagged at the time when I grabbed him. He wasn't flagged. He only then became flagged. Um, yeah. But yeah, I dropped David here. Dropped Mendy, and now I have Leno. So I I am with Kyle to a certain degree. Like I want to feel the full eleven. I can right now. And while I mean, if I think about my team, the best kind of asset I have from any of those teams is our. Uh, Aronson, Aronson, and I'm holding. I don't think he's worth a drop, but more the expendable ones like Kyle mentioned, like Mark Roker, Tyler Adams, or any of those kinds of players. Yeah, I would gladly drop. Dropping anybody from United? Oh, yeah, I would drop a few of them. <laughs> the ones that just don't put up the ghosties. Like, you keep Dalo, obviously, but uh, I don't know who's a good example. Ronaldo. Oh, <laughs> I forgot I own him. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, no, I agree. I think that uh, Chelsea, too, I don't know, said too turbulent, but a bit of change there. I don't think you drop anyone. Um, United, I know it's the Manchester Derby, like the first game back after international break, so... That's what I was asking if you want to drop anyone. But at the same time, it's a big game. So given United showing up for big games so far to start the season, I do expect them to put up a fight. But I don't know. That's a little bit of my bias kicking in. And then, yeah, Leeds, Palace, Brighton, Liverpool. I think, I guess Liverpool was the only other one. Is there anybody worth dropping on Liverpool? There, I mean, I would like to bring up a few names and see what you guys say. Drop a stash or whatever. Um, and these are basically, I'm looking at people over 50% owned, so I'm assuming they're owned in most leagues. Uh, Joachim Anderson from Crystal Palace. Drop. Mm, stash. Michael Olise. Drop. Drop. Interesting. Uh, I'm assuming you're stashing both Eze and Zaha. You can't drop those guys. Oh, yeah, definitely. Yeah. Right? yeah. Okay. Uh, so let's move on to Brighton. Um, you're keeping Trossard. You're keeping Pascal Gross. Uh, Danny Welbeck. I own him. And they, oh, they have nobody else up top, so I'll stash for now. But if if Brighton's new manager doesn't do anything he's a soon to be dropped i think yeah i agree with that like i mean 
as I said, they have Liverpool and Tottenham after the break, and I think those are two tough tests. So I would be inclined to drop him or trade him. He might be a trade category, uh, trade candidate. Yeah, yeah, that's not bad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll take that as an option. Uh, Alexis McAllister, who's owned in more leagues than Danny Welbeck is on penalties, can score from a direct free kick. Yeah. I'm, I mean, I drafted him, right? And then I dropped him when I saw he was playing deep. But I'm way more keen on him now because I think he gets a more advanced role now. Man, he already went through three different owners in this league. Um, yeah, I think you keep him. Okay, uh, I don't think uh, like any of these you'd be stashing. I think you'd drop all of these guys. Solly March, uh, Robert Sanchez, Veltman, Kyle has dropped, but Moises Casado, Webster, you're not stashing any of these guys, right? I, I mean, not talking my hand, but Casado is the... I mean, technically, if you looked at my failed waiver bid of $0. I saw uh, it. <laughs> yeah, Casado is dispensable. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um. Yeah. Yeah. Again, because uh, going back to that point of uh new manager, unless um they actually do give Lalana the job. Um. I mean, new yeah, manager who's, who's and then at Anfield and then against Tottenham. Like, man. Yeah, Tottenham's an easy fixture, bro. What are you talking about? Yeah, Sporting just dispatched. Them Have today. you not seen the, <laughs> yeah, the Sporting? Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Enter Matt Doherty, bro. Can't wait. Oh uh, yeah. Emerson Royal got nutmeg so dirty. It was so beautiful. So beautiful. All right. Um, I mean, I, so for Chelsea then, like, I think it's the opposite of of the teams that we've kind of been discussing so far, right? If you can stash them, try and stash them. Um, but out of, like, because the thing is, they're like a team like Man City. Most of their assets are over 50% owned, right? Um I, I, I don't know. I'm I'm hard-pressed to drop any of these guys just because of the, the quality that it is. I'm not being biased or anything, but yeah. I think like maybe the only person I'd be dropping is um maybe like Mendy. Edward Mendy. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. That's the only person. Me, maybe Conor Gallagher. Abba. Uh, unless you spend 104 maybe. fab on him. I'd definitely <laughs> drop Gallagher. I'd drop Jorginho. I'd drop pretty much anyone in the sense of the pitch. Like, Yeah. Even Kova is droppable. Like I'm not dropping Kova. Yeah, that's fine. I just think he's droppable. I'm accepting my loss. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um. Okay. Uh. So the other team. Let's go to Leeds now, real quickly. Um. Jack Harrison, you're holding, right? Obviously. Yep. Yeah. Of course. Obviously. Um. You could drop Brandon Aronson, right? Like you guys said. Um, maybe. I'm holding. You're gonna hold. All right. Yeah. So Kovacic for Aronson, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Good yeah. trade. Let's do it. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> uh, Bamford, are you dropping? No, I'll hold. Nah, I think you have to hold Bamford. Any pen taker you can hold, I think. Yeah. Same with uh, Rodrigo. I say that after I say I'll drop Jorginho. Anyway. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Pascal Strike? Drop. Yeah, hold as the person currently holding him. All right. And finally, Luis Sinistera. Hold. Yeah, hold. 
Okay. I mean, we kind of did talk about United already. It, they're a similar team to like Chelsea and I guess similar case sort of Liverpool. Um, let me see if I can pick out some name that you might be iffy about. Malassia. Malassia is the only one. Yeah. Ooh. Not Lissandro Martinez as well. I threw his name into the ring of possible drop. I think they're both the same kind of asset at this point. Um, probably both droppable if you absolutely need a spot. Uh, it's going to be tricky, of course, as I said, timing-wise to know when. Because um, these players won't lock, right? The players that are with postponed games. Or does it lock? No, no, no. You can drop them yeah, at any time. time, right? So I think you can drop them at any time. Yeah, yeah so yeah. that'll make it flexible for people that are chasing a win. But absolutely, I would say Malasia, Martinez, De Gea, uh, even Varane, Varane, Casemiro. Yeah, like, yeah. I think they're all droppable. Unless you spent like sixty something fab on Casemiro, or was it forty something? Forty four. Something stupid. I even then, I yeah. think <laughs> you look past it and just yeah. drop. Yeah. sunk cost fallacy right like exactly. at this point the money is already spent yep yeah yeah true uh let me see if i can find a liverpool name um harvey elliott drop for me drop tiago's back yeah uh yeah i mean yeah i mean tiago played um what was it nearly 90 tonight right yeah yeah you think he's just yeah, I guess if he stays fit during international break. He might get eased back, but I mean, it's not like we're even playing, so. Yeah. Um. Okay, cool, 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 cool. Hopefully that gives some insight into what you can do to kind of help you win or lose your game week or whatever. I don't know. Um. All right, let's go on to the next question. Uh, Draftopia had a similar question. Um. Well, I mean, we did kind of answer, right? It's uh from at PL Draftopia, who's actually starting his own podcast. Um, oh, nice. I think with drafting for upside at draft for up, I don't know the drafting for upside guys to the handle, but check them out. I mean, draft to appear always writes some pretty neat threads. So definitely go give these guys a listen, give them some support, some love. Um, always happy to see new content creators come out of the draft ecosystem. Uh, but his question is similar question in gaming. When teams have blank fixtures, do you get ruthless with your roster and go for the win? I'm not. I'm just going to chill, take my loss. I don't know. Eat some pie, something like that. Um, I think these boys have kind of spoken about it already. So, Yeah, I think it's team dependent. If you just happen to have a lot of blankers and they're expandable, I go for the win. Like, Yeah. Yeah, likewise. I mean, we already like preempted this question. Yeah. Like, yep. Yeah, just going for the win every single week, no matter the cost. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Spoken like a true bottom of the table dweller. Yep, of course. Um, <laughs> uh, well, listen, you have the most money in the league, right? So, if if there's anything, you you get that trophy. Richest manager. Look, look, judge me at the end of the season. <laughs> next, uh, next question, uh, from Chris said at Chris said what? Um, so De Gea Estupanan. Thiago Cresswell, um, in brackets, Emerson replacing him. Uh, Anderson, Fofana out. So he's transferred out these guys. And he's brought in Leno Tete Ramsey, which I'm assuming is Jacob Ramsey. Uh, Leon Bailey, Akanji, and Botman in. I'm playing Haaland, though, so we'll probably still lose. 
<laughs> yeah, that's a lot of surgery just to lose. But honestly, we talked about basically all these names, and I don't see any regrets. <laughs> um, I think he could have a sneaky chance at a victory, but yeah, Holland is entirely Holland dependent. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, I mean, I mean, Wolves have been okay defensively though, haven't they? Yes, but still, it's Holland. <laughs> like, I mean, yeah. like, I don't think it's a question of like, oh, how good has the opponent been? Like, until he doesn't score a hat trick in a game, I will not believe he's a human. I mean, look, United yeah. beat Arsenal, who look defensively solid, me right? Like, no, they didn't. They're fake. Yeah, it was easy think? fixtures, I mean, but whatever. I, I wouldn't say. I don't know if defensive solidly. Like Arsenal played good football. They did. They did. And they still are, yeah. to some degree. I yeah. I wouldn't have dropped, like, Thiago because he's now back. And if you held him this long, like, why? But the rest of them, yeah. Even though Fofana, I would actually kept too. Look, sometimes you just need to throw some chaos into the... Oh, I agree. Pool. I there agree. You go. Oh, so... <laughs> so, I want to... I, I, I know Sanjit was asking us for ideas on, like, segments for the pod or like wants to reach out to the community to get ideas on segments right so i answered the poll before it went out to the community but i, I suggested that we drop Which still has to be released to the community so good know, plug. Know. <laughs> plug you know <laughs> uh, so i answered like let's like try to come up with one football draft um joke every episode and so I was thinking about like you ever heard the joke? Um, what did the ox say to his um, to his child when he was leaving for school? No, I don't know. I have no idea. He was like, "Bye, son." Oh my god! Hey, that is so good. <laughs> then I was thinking like, what did the ram say to his son when he was leaving for school? I have no clue. So, uh, enjoy your day, Jacob. Wait! Oh my God! <laughs> what? I don't. Ram I don't get say, that one. Ram You're gonna have to explain say, that. Ramsey. <laughs> oh, play on the last name, Jacob. Ramsey. Nice. Uh, yeah, I, I, yeah. That that definitely went yeah. over my head. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I kind of got it because yeah. Oh, yeah. that was terrible. Yeah. It was over, so but like, yeah. I think that's a hard like segment to have in every single week, unless unless is... we are crowdsourcing it from the community and we're getting them to sending a joke. Oh, that would be <laughs> so good! Every single week, they have to send one in. What is your wa- your best or worst jokes, yeah. and we drop them? Yeah. yeah, and we could do that. We could definitely do that. You get plugged. Yeah, there you go. Right, so we're gonna be sending out a. Google form or something like that. Uh, yeah, yep. we just want to get feedback from the community. You know what mine was gonna be actually. What's Not up? to cut you off. What's like, up? My suggestion was gonna be it. It's kind of more targeted at our league, but if somebody like maybe you drop a, a Easter egg in it, and if somebody like catches it and posts it into the WhatsApp, some people were asking for uh, some extra fab stimulus. Then maybe they get like. Too fab if they find the Easter egg. <laughs> oh, that's interesting, actually. It's like a treasure hunt, literally. 
Yeah. Actually, that would be sick. I'll, yeah. One fab. I'll pay for. Go. I'll pay for it from my bank of fab. I'll be the banker. Ooh, I like that. I like that. Ooh. Okay. All right. Now it's getting spicy. Yeah. I like that. Um. Yeah. So Google Form. We'll get some feedback. Uh, favorite segment, waste segment. Um, and just new ideas, stuff that, you know, the community, what you want to hear, uh, what you want to talk about. We're always open to new ideas and always trying to give the best to this community. Um, but back to, to Chris's list, the only person, I guess, I wouldn't be risking drops for, or maybe one or two, is maybe um, Jacob Ramsey and Botman? I'm not sure. And maybe Tete. The rest, I kind of understand the punt for. Because, Ryan, you picked up a kanji, right? I, I wavered him when he first came into the league. Spent a massive three mm. fab. I mean, he has potential to get points, man. Potential. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 All right. Uh, let's go on to the last question, though. Uh, just to wrap up this first half. Um, so, from one of our faves, our usual lads uh draft hash at draft hash um do you guys see diego costa being an asset he went for 65 fab in my home league he didn't do that but he did pick him up in his international genie league for free uh he's expecting a red card against man city obviously with some classic shithousery from rodri and diaz um Ryan, you tried to grab him. So did you, Kyle. I totally forgot about the waiver window. I'm not going to lie. Um, you expecting anything from Diego Costa? I am. Um, not anything great, but I think I don't think he's going to get as many red cards, yellow cards, as everybody's been talking about. He's literally never gotten a red in Premier. Though we have VAR now, so who knows? That could change. Um... I think he's the kind of player Wolves need some kind of like target man to find, but he's not the cost of old. I would not have spent so much as 65 fab. I think my bid was like 13 or 17 or something like that. Yeah, my bid was a whole zero. So <laughs> badly I wanted him. I mean, I, I agree. I agree or I salute rather like Tash picking him up for free. Like that's what I think he's worth. I don't think he's a bad punt, but <laughs> I mean, I didn't even see what his roster ship, let me get that quickly, uh, ended up being so far. But I think what happened with the break is he's 23% owned. Clearly, a majority of people yeah. did not actually realize that he was available, so people didn't go after him. Exactly. So now we're in a position where you could pick him up. I think the wisest thing to do is wait and see lineups. And then decide if you want to go after him or not. Um, or if you're a gambling person, pick him up and then maybe drop him. Um, but the first fixture is hard at City. And you would argue that if Jimenez is fit, Jimenez will always be starting. And maybe Costa will always be coming off the bench, right? As a super sub. Yeah. yeah. Can he last 60 minutes? Can he last 90 minutes? Who knows? But... I wouldn't be rushing out to get him like right now. I'd play the win and see game. Yeah, but uh, Sasa got his start uh, as soon as he came into the league. It wasn't Jimenez bench, and then um, Jimenez only came on because Sasa tore his ACL. Yeah, Sasa is literally the opposite player. Sasa's twenty five, coming off of scoring 
how many ever goals like last season. So I think it's different circumstances, right? I think if you looked at Sasa as a new boy and um, the new boy against Southampton, like versus Jimenez, I would say that's a favorable fixture. Against City, I would argue like you probably are not throwing Diego Costa into the like Lions then, right? Yeah, fair. Maybe. Yeah. Or okay. the Wolves then. I don't know. That reveal that Okay, uh, that I mean for the yeah. reveal video, yeah. He's with the, the reveal video was good, right? <laughs> I'm like, yo, like this makes me wanna go like sign him to my team. Yeah, so good, man. So good. All right. Um Ryan, you don't have anything else to add on that, right? If not, nope. I think nope. we can take our half-time pint. So we will see you guys after the break. And we are back. Okay, so we will try to run through these seven fixtures as quickly as possible. Uh, Kyle, uh, you can jump in with home teams, Ryan, away teams, and I will jump in with any bullshit that I have. I don't know. We'll just try to have some fun. Sounds about right. Yeah. <laughs> Love you too, Kyle. All right, Kyle, uh, we started things off with Aston Villa versus Southampton. Friday fixture, by the way, guys. Um, Friday deadline. Well, not deadline, but yeah, you know. Kickoff. Yeah, thing. Yeah. <laughs> Whistle. I mean, Aston Villa, even though in the, ra- in the last segment we had the corny Ramsey joke, <laughs> honestly, under 50%, I think Ramsey's probably the best bet. Maybe Douglas Louise, depending on if he gets to start, but... Not a lot of very slim pickings here. Um, Babaku or Bubakar Kamara also is there at 10% ownership. So I think you look to see who starts. I would argue that probably two out of three start in midfield, uh, with John McGinn. So from that perspective, I'd be targeting whichever is available in your league. More likely than not, it would be one of Douglas Louise or Bubakar Kamara who you would be targeting for this fixture. I mean, speaking of John McGinn, would you be dropping him if you owned? I want to say no because of that midfield like trio of options, he's like the most nailed. Um, I think we still have questions over their performance and their form. Maybe the break, and that's going to be something interesting to see. Did this break help? Uh, in terms of managers being able to instill stuff on the training ground. Uh, so it'll be interesting to see if it gives a jolt into some of these teams that were underperforming to start the season now that they have uh, more time with new signings and just more time on the training ground to mesh. So that'll be interesting to see, but I wouldn't be dropping again as a nailed uh, starter in this like 11. Yeah, especially on a blank game week. I wouldn't drop any nailed player right now. Yeah. Um, so at Southampton, uh, not many players that I think are warranting pickups. And, and like I said, you can kind of wait on the team sheet on this one. Um, Salisu, Perot, these guys have a decent fixture. I mean, Aston Villa hasn't been great. Um, and they both put up some good ghost points so they're worth grabbing 
the only other one I might plug was like Adam Armstrong, but I'd wait and see on him. Yeah, yeah, you never know who's gonna start up front. Correct. Um. Okay. So next game, uh, Nottingham Forest versus Fulham. Kyle, anyone from the twenty-two new signings? <laughs> I mean, twenty-two. Didn't they get another one? Then Serge Aurier got si- get signed Serge now. Serge Aurier did. Yep. So I mean, is that twenty-three? Yeah, yeah. Um. Yeah, it's insane to try to keep track and of counting and counting January to come. Yeah. So let's see who's <laughs> even on this team. Mind blown. Uh, the biggest name, though, and I think he's been like a consistent shout. Maybe he'll drop off after this week when he smashes uh, against Fulham. But Morgan Gibbs-White, their record signing of the bunch. I think he's only at 50% owned uh, coming off of a good performance last time out against a good fan tracks performance against Bournemouth. So I think he would be the first one to shout. And then the only other one that... I would call out and I added him was Renan Lodi, who's who got in before the deadline and has played two games in the six nil. He got six points and even in a loss against Bournemouth, he's put up seven point five. So honestly, I think for somebody who's been in this terrible eleven or terrible performing eleven and still coming up with positive points, now with a good run of fixtures. Uh, after Fulham as well, I think that he would be one that I'd look at. He's still only at twenty six percent on. Yeah, fair. Um, I owned him. I dropped him despite the good run of fixtures, just because he got back to back negative points. Um, but no, I agree. That's a good show. At Fulham, I mean, if it's any fixture you want to target for defensive, um, clean sheet, I guess. It's this one, I think. Uh, so, some of the assets below 50%. Kenny Tete, 30% own. He's actually gotten, what, two assists for the season so far? So, you know, he can do things. Things. Not all the time. <laughs> um, who else is there? Oh, Leno. I grabbed him. He's been decent on the saves percentages i think kyle's told us this already um yeah and i'm expecting you know fulham to let in a lot of shots so he will get the opportunities to make those saves and the last one is um anthony robertson he's i believe a late fitness test for this game he may be assessed for that ankle injury he went off early with but given the time and the break he might be back so if he makes the team sheet, he's one to grab because we've seen what he can do in the f- in the past. Kyle, you wanna? Oh, I was just gonna jump in and correct myself. Your... <laughs> I just realized <laughs> that that silence was uh, me realizing that something didn't seem right in my call of Lodi having positive points over two uh, terrible results. Then I realized that I actually changed the league I was looking at to my boosted scoring dynasty league now it gave me an idea though <laughs> where i should actually pull both players i should pull the list of both players and actually put them side by side and see who's performing better with like these boosted like defensive settings or scoring options versus uh just looking at standard 
like fan track scoring. But yes, that's my Freudian slip earlier where he, he looks better on paper or he looks better in real life than he looks on paper. And hence Ryan dropped him and now I picked him up. Yeah. You, you know, if you ever want something to do with any free time that you have, you can always look at how our league would look given your other scoring system. Yeah, I considered it. But then I punted that to the end of the season. <laughs> and yeah, I just simplified that thought to be a comparison of like different scoring options. I mean, it's funny. Yeah. There's like obviously a mini tangent. But yeah, I think there's a lot of stuff that it would be interesting to do. And I mean, folks can write in and let us know, like, what are the weird, not weird, but like different scoring options that people use and different things that people think should be included or not. Because uh, I think we're always game to tinker and like throw new ideas out there as well in terms of what we should be advocating for as a, uh, I don't want to say a significant member of the community, but just as a member in the broader contracts community. Yeah, I, I'm still surprised that like uh, balls recovered uh, is not a default category in Fantrax. Yeah, I mean, I mean, we could look at all the different versions of like fantasy football that exists, right? Like, I know you guys are big uh, Champions League fantasy folks, and yeah, like stuff there, and even the chips and different strategies that people employ. Like, it's always interesting to see kind of the different things that people are thinking about as they're making these decisions right because we give advice on a a generalized level but yeah uh everything that people do is still a little bit more tailored or custom yeah fair all right so moving on to saturday games first one wolves versus man city I mean, we just talked about Costa, and although he's 23% owned, I don't want to recommend him unless he starts. Maybe then. I think if he's still available, like, uh, I'd say grab him. Why not? Like, just as a punt. And then, like, the more, I guess, consistent name that we've called out before, Joe Moutinho, I think at 34% owned. Uh, coming off this long rest, I think he should be up for it. I think he's shown a lot of moxie to start the season. He's really been getting at it, even though he's the old head in the team. So he's probably my overall favorite asset um, in this squad. The new boys also are still somewhat like lowly on uh, Guedes and Nunes. But somehow, like, as I said, big matchup against City. I like Joe Matinho as like my favorite pick of the bunch. Fair. Um, at City, of course, as we've mentioned several times before, not many of their players are lowly owned. Um, I'll just plug two defenders, Ake, Akanji, 46 and 29% respectively. Again, well, Akanji, I'd say, is probably worth a grab, especially if you own another centre-back like me. I own Stones and Akanji, and I'm hoping one at least plays. But Ake at 46% owned, he started the season ahead of Stones. I don't. We still don't know if that was due to fitness reasons or what, but if he's there and he makes the lineup, grab him. Yeah, I think it'll be interesting to see also like who starts in the Champions League, right? So maybe that yeah. gives a little bit of a... Pre- indication. Yeah, indication, uh, a prediction of who might be likely to play at the weekend. But, yeah, time will tell. Fair. 
Also, Laporte has gone from a broken red to a solid red flag. I think I saw a picture of him running again. Oh, nice. Yeah, but got a setback. Yeah, I don't think he was going to yeah. play before the international break, right? Yeah, that's what I read. Yeah. But yeah, food for thought. Uh, okay, so next game on the Saturday is Newcastle versus Bournemouth. Yeah, on the Newcastle side, I mean, I think we put in technically nobody that we would recommend. Like looking at the actual list, yeah, Willock has ticked over 50% at this point. Um, so technically by our rules, some not somebody we would recommend. I think we talked about Elliot Anderson last game week as like an under-radar punt at like literally 1% owned. So I think that remains one of these, eh, why not type of players. And then assuming now that um, Isak is starting, I think Chris Wood falls out as an option to recommend. The only other option under 50% that maybe we would recommend or I would recommend is Ryan Fraser, who came up, I think, as well as a, an option in one of our chats on uh, previous pods. But I keep an eye on if he gets a start in the actual 11. But yeah, Newcastle has oddly enough ended up based on a good start to the season as a pretty highly owned squad. So. Not a lot of under the radar picks here. Yeah, I mean, I like that Fraser shout because ASM might be busy opening up another toy store. <laughs> Did anyone see that tweet? No. No? no. <laughs> he opened a toy store or something like that. Or he like paid for all the kids to buy toys or something like that. Interesting. It was so sweet, man. That guy's like such a awesome human being. Mm. Go check it out, Cal. Go look it up. Yeah. Ryan, what about at Bournemouth? So it's interesting you plugged Fraser because this is his old club. Uh, that would be hey. a good chance for him to, you know, come back and let the fans hate him even more. Uh, <laughs> so Bournemouth kind of have a turn in fixtures starting. Maybe not now. Newcastle is a tough fixture. But from next game week. Uh, but so Tavernier, I Pretty sure I butchered that. Um, 33% own. Solanke, 48% own. I'm somewhat keen on both of these guys. So much so on Solanke that I'm actually considering him an FPL, which is insane. <laughs> but yeah, it's just the fixture run is so good. And it's a blank game week. If you need a player, neither of these guys, I would say, are a bad shout. And Solanke has pens, right? I assume so. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Uh, next game, Spurs versus Leicester. Uh, you, I think, are probably the best person to talk about this guy because you've been holding out hope for him literally all season. But uh, Matt Doherty, I think, is a decent shout. I wouldn't put him as the number one pick. I'd actually put number one as the other uh, defender who's actually been playing. Uh, and that's Ryan Sessegnon. Uh Still sitting at 49% owned. So just under our threshold to be considered versus Doherty at 38%. I think we've talked about it with respect to City. Um, and we talked about it with respect, like in the earlier segment or earlier, like overview. And we have also talked about it earlier in the season if folks have been listening to the pod. 
still high on and that's that we're still high on Spurs defense and if there's the opportunity to double up and stash I would not be against it of course this is coming off the back of literally them losing in the Champions League earlier today so maybe your wish comes through and Emerson Royale gets benched and Doherty gets a start and uh, similarly Sessegnon gets a start as well so those are the two shouts outside of that nobody else that I'm really looking at I think that everywhere else on the pitch is kind of nailed or wholly on so those are the only two names that jump out to me yeah, I mean, Emerson Royal missed a big chance. And then if you watch the replay for the second goal that they conceded in the Champions League, Royal nearly trips and falls in the center of the pitch, then casually makes his way back to get nutmegged in the box. Uh, and after they concede, you can see Romero just look at him and be like, what the fuck, man? <laughs> yeah. I I mean, it's a, if it's any time for him to get dropped, it's now, right? Or go pick up Jed Spence if you want to be that bold. <laughs> I think that's too big of a risk, man. Nah, that is big. It's a big, like, big call. There. That's a yeah. That's a huge call. I think the only one other thing I call out from the Champions League game is that they didn't make any substitutions. Well, they made one, which was Son for Kulusevski, but there was no defensive substitutions in that game. And of course, like it was a close game, and the goals were scored right at the end. But yeah. maybe there is a little bit of rotation to happen on the weekend. Uh, after they just played uh, Champions League this week. Yeah, good observation. Um, at Leicester, we have not been so keen on Leicester, right? Have we? Um, but Rogers kind of changed it up last game. I don't game. think anyone has been. Yeah, I don't think so. <laughs> I mean, people are surprised that Rogers was in the next one sacked before Tuchel was. But yeah, yeah. Um, we saw Roger change, Rogers change it up, played two up front. We want to believe that he'll persist with that because it would it made them look a lot better. They did not win the game, but they took they had goals in it. Um, they just looked better. I mean, yes, they conceded five, but that's neither here nor there. <laughs> but yeah, <laughs> the two that started up front were Pat Sandaka and Kelechi, right? Both are under 50% owned. We probably expect Vardy to get his start again. So he might be paired with one of those two up top. Uh, Daka, in our opinion, has the higher chance of starting alongside Vardy. So he gets the nod ahead of Inanacho for me. But if Inanacho does make that starting um, team sheet, I would gladly grab him. All right, next game, which is on the Sunday, Brentford versus Arsenal. Yeah, Brentford, I think we talked about Vitaly Janelt uh, multiple times before, right? Um, I think he's still sitting at 21% ownership, and he's been putting up points. I think he had over seven in the last three games. So one of those was obviously off the bench, but... I think he remains like the best shout in this squad. I think in the earliest segment, there is still um, stashes. And I feel like Pinnock is... I don't know how far Pinnock is away. Uh, I think he's been running and probably could come back. 
after the international break, but I think he's somebody to keep an eye on. Um, but in terms of actual usable options right now, I feel like Jan Alts is a first shout. The other one that I was curious on, and I think he re- remains a little bit of a conundrum, obviously not to our listeners who weren't as bold as Sanji to go at him when he got added to the player pool, but Damsgaard. Uh, Sanji, given that you paid, what, 21 fab for him and he still literally not started a game, not really had any contribution over his first, I guess, month in the Premier League, what are you planning to do with him? And would he be somebody that you'd be targeting as an under-radar pick? I'm starting him this game week. Well, you, you <laughs> obviously I'm are. I'm absolutely looking forward You're to You're planning it. to lose. So, yes, of course you are. <laughs> Watch, watch Dan score like a brace and it's just Sanjay wins. His I game know, game. right? Uh, yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. it's gonna be fantastic. I mean, there's still a talented player in there. I mean, Ryan, you bid on him as well. Um, I did. I think you were the second highest bidder. No, third highest bidder. Something you bid on him. He doesn't remember. Um, That's so long ago. We know ago. what he can do. Yeah, I know, right? If only I had saved that money and bid on a uh, Bernardo Silva. Um, yeah. But I I still have hope. Um, and I think my squad has enough depth now that I've done some trades and changed things around to, like, like I, I think I can afford to stash him. Um, yeah, so I'm just going to foolishly hope and pray that he picks up some kind of form. And when he does... I'm going to keep him and trade out my other midfielders, maybe. Wow. So, let's see. I don't know. Nice. Uh, but, but, your squad, I mean... Your squad has so much depth that it is invalid. <laughs> yeah, exactly. If I was advising... An, he has so much depth that he has one more player than is eligible. <laughs> I mean, if I was being realistic and giving advice to other managers, I think you can afford to drop him. Obviously, I'd never take my own advice. Um... But I think if you can find a manager that believes in his talent, go trade him off as well. Because I do think that managers that are aware of what he can do or know of his potential will stash him if they can. Others will just look at the um, you know, points per game or points he's put up so far for the season and just not bother with him. Um, so it depends on the types of managers that you have in your league. Um but I think on average, you can probably drop him. Yeah. This unbridled like optimism is clearly why we should have just started a dynasty league for you. Because then you could just sign all these players <laughs> and hope and pray for when they become like viable fantasy assets. I'd still have an illegal roster, Kyle. I know. <laughs> I mean, I mean, I, if we were to keep uh, a, a counter for it, there's like multiple times in this season that you've had an illegal roster. Too many midfielders, now too many players altogether. Like you're on a roll. I I love them all, man. So many good assets. And I, I know if I drop any of them, somebody's gonna get streamed. So, and they yeah. bring home the L's. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, let's go on to Arsenal. Given their start, barely any players are freely available, at least below that 50% ownership level. Um, I am shocked that Tomiyasu's ownership is 48%, given he hasn't started a game yet. But you know what? If he makes the team sheet, grab him. I 
I'm a bit disappointed that their European um game got called off the Europa game because then that just means there's going to be less rotation. The squad is probably going to roll out the same squad that has been playing. Um, Pate is an outside shot, but I don't think he's going to be fit for the weekend or at least pay attention to it. Um, yeah. That's about it. Yeah. That that sounds like good, good punts. Um, so let's move on to our final fixture, which is Everton versus West Ham. Uh, there's a bit of a long list for Everton, but Kyle, I think you can filter through with your better judgment. I don't know if I really have better judgment with this squad. Uh, I mean, if it was up to me, you know what my punt would be, right? Mr. Rondon. (laughs) (laughs) As I punted on in like game week two in multiple leagues. But honestly, looking at this list, not a lot of whole or highly owned assets, I think it will be is like the steady Eddie, uh, our type of player sitting at 46% owned who, if you need like a pick to maybe pip the win, uh, I would go after. Outside of that, Mope, he started last game, got the full 90 minutes, looks like the best option that they have available, assuming that DCL is still out. Uh, I think that Mope is a good shout. And then Onana, less high on. I think he's pushing to be included in our Steady Eddie group of players, but I would put uh, it will be over him if it was just assessing between those two, right? So it kind of depends on like what you need. Uh, it's the last game of the game week, so really it's tactical at that point. And... If you need to go for a win, high upside, or if you have a bigger deficit, uh, I would say Mope is probably a bigger, like high risk, high reward type of uh, punt. If it is just say I need seven points to sneak a victory or to offset for somebody in my opponent's 11, I think it will be would be my shout. And then failing that, Onana. Onana is 21% on. And then, yeah, outside shouts would be the defenders, but. I feel like this game will have goals, so I don't really want to go after Mikolenko or Patterson, but I think those two are nailed as the wingbacks, so if you need a body, I think that they're a little bit lower floor, uh, maybe the same upside as like it will be in Onana. Yeah, fair. Um, and well, they're playing West Ham, who haven't started the season the brightest, but... I mean, in their conference league game, um, which actually wasn't called off after the Queen passed, um, they ha- they showed up, right? Like, they won it. I think Antonio got a goal and assist. I think Emerson got a goal. Yeah. So I'm going to shout Emerson at 12% owned. Um, has he really displaced Creswell? Like, anyway. I saw Sancho you added... Dawson here, I was shocked to see that he's back and ready. He's no longer flagged on fan tracks. 6% ownership. We know the kind of ghosties he can put up. Such an aerial threat. Um, Yeah, that is the kind of player they need back to get that solidity going again, I think. Yeah, I think he came on as one of the late subs in that uh, conference, conference game. Yeah. So, yeah. 
yeah, yeah, yeah. So, I mean, he pops up with a goal every now and then too. You never know. Yes, he does. Yeah. Cool. Um. So that's it. Those are the picks. That is the pod. Um. Yeah. Not a bit of a dull one this game week, especially lack of football. I mean, that's why we thank God for Champions League fantasy or NFL or whatever thousand other games that Cal plays or drafts. <laughs> Who knows? He's probably drafting while we were recording right now. No drafts now. Why do you think he was on his uh, dynasty league? He was doing slow draft. No, <laughs> honestly, draft. I mean, if you want to peek behind the curtain, I was. Just thinking, oh, like Diego Costa, did he get added to the player pool? So I guess if we were to <laughs> continue the banter, I think I sent you guys the last pod. I think I mentioned I was doing a draft, and but and that was in the Dynasty League. That was a slow draft, a supplemental as we called it, because they had Lotley player pool when we did our first initial like setup draft. Right. So since then, all the way through the actual transfer deadline closing. All the new assets were added, but none of them were available in the game. So that was a slow draft, so a four-hour clock uh, that we were doing for that the last time we talked. Coming out of that, um, I picked up who Isak and who Nunes or Guedes. I can't even remember. Um, and then the youngster Nonto, who apparently is an Italian international at 19 or whatever. Um, so I was doing a lot of research as I was trying to add four more players to my squad. But now I'm trying to figure out like how I should be setting up in that league because I didn't look at it since then. So that's a little bit of peek behind the curtain. I feel good, as I mentioned before, and how I've performed there more than our home league because this one has actual money on the line. So I feel like I'm a little bit more invested in making sure that I actually try to win and put up highest score every single week. So so you're not just having fun there then? No, no, I'm not doing all the wild trades, <laughs> which is funny. I feel like listeners, if they were following our or my journey since joining the pod this season, they might think that I'm a wild, like, oh, yeah. loose cannon who just is doing things just to piss them off and trigger them on Twitter, but... Uh, nah, I think I'm a little bit more measured and a little bit more savvy, which is why I could afford to have a little bit of fun in this league and try to keep things spicy. Fair enough. Yeah, I mean, all you need to do is make top eight, right? Yeah, that's the yeah. rule, right? Yeah, like, yeah. You just need to get in playoffs and anything can happen, right? But yeah, and this one is a little bit more long-term, is Dynasty. So even in assessing trades and trying to figure out like who will be good, like the conversation with Damsgaard earlier, like I... I don't have him, but if it was assessing an under-21 player, like, I don't know, Broha, who's still 21 and eligible for our, like, youth slots, I would be trying to figure out, like, okay, like, what is he worth to the guy that drafted Oba, right? Because stacking and this kind of stuff ends up being, like, way more of a long-term play. Right. Where, as I said, there's young players who might get a spot in the 11 at some point. So you're zooming out and looking over next season or the course of their actual contract and it becomes a little bit different strategically. Nice. Nice, 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 man. I mean, I have faith in you to to leave the bottom last spot or whatever, you know? Um, I mean, I have faith in myself too. <laughs> you guys will just like roast me every week because you want me to keep making a humiliating like 
manager press conference video, right? Oh, I can't wait for the next video. Yep. Yeah. You said you had something uh, special planned, so yeah, we'll we'll see what it is. I was too lazy to do it, but yes, I still should do it. I have a I have a concept that I uh, drew up. Listen, if you reach l- this late in the pod, we are still um, welcoming donations for Kyle's videos. So let me know. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, I think what we'll do now is sign off. And uh, hopefully we have some football to talk about uh, the next time you listen to us. So until then, peace. peace.